1: Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Uh, I am Chad Ozy. I am joined by Jeff Cross, and you can reach us at uncommondrivepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are looking forward to spending a little bit more time with you whether it's on your drive to your uh, next fall baseball game or basketball exhibition or we're getting really close to the start mm. of the college basketball season some of our junior high and high school officials have already been on the court and uh, we're looking forward to uh, just spending a little bit of time with you as uh, as you prepare for what's next how you doing today jeff i'm
1: good i'm good And we uh a lot of people don't know this. We tried to do this yesterday, and then I messed up the whole thing. This whole life, you know, and responsibilities <laughs> for others—it just can can really put a damper on what you have planned for the day. So I'm glad we were able to get together today and, and uh, finish the deal here.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> I uh, my my motto in life used to be semper gumby. No, oh, okay. uh, which I use. Don't to mean, you ever call me that again. To mean always flexible, right? Everybody yeah. remembers the little gumby toy, you know. I say because mm-hmm. if you're if you're flexible, uh, then uh, not a lot can hurt you a whole lot. Yeah, right? you know, uh, it's when you're rigid, it's when you're just unwilling to bend that sometimes you get hurt, and so. uh We had something planned for yesterday, didn't work out, no problem, we're back at it again today, and uh, looking forward for the opportunity to share with you all. Of course, y'all don't care when we record, because you're going to get it when it comes out uh, on Apple or Spotify or Amazon Podcast or wherever you happen to listen to us, which is a great reminder Uh, While you're listening, uh, Mm. go and give us a rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leave us a review, especially as we are now, uh, this is our third episode into season three. Uh, We've got a few new folks that are uh, jumping in and uh, listening along with us. Uh, Every time that you leave us a review, every time you leave us a rating, it pushes the podcast out to more people. and makes it possible for more people to participate, and we appreciate that. Well, Jeff, let's dig right into our topic for this week, and our topic for this week is is, is kind of interesting. Um, it's it's new. Uh, mm. Just the word new. You know, new brings a lot of different thoughts to our mind. Uh, sometimes uh, we like things that are new. You know, we like getting a new car. Uh, mm. We like uh, getting a, a, a new job. We like you know. There's there's things about new that are fun because a lot of times new has all of this possibility that goes with it yeah Uh, but sometimes new can be scary too uh, because what's old is familiar you know what we've what we've had for forever uh, is is comfy Uh, I used to joke I said you know one of the hardest things in the world for a person to do is to get a new chair you know, if you've had if you have a chair that you sit and watch TV in, every time you go to watch TV, yeah. that thing is formed to the contours of your body. However shapely or unshapely <laughs> those contours may be, right. that that chair gets form-fitted to you and it's it's comfortable. And you go out and you buy a, a new chair and that chair doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. That that chair feels uncomfortable until you know, until it begins to form to, to what it needs to be. And so uh, sometimes we, we approach new with anticipation. Sometimes we approach new with trepidation. And uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun for us to talk about a, a few things. Obviously, the, the first one uh, that comes to mind uh, right now is that we have a, a brand new season that's coming up. But we know we have officials from lots of different sports that listen to our podcast. But uh, the college basketball season is getting ready to kick off in full force, and at the time that this uh, podcast comes out, uh, we're going to be heading into really meaningful exhibition games at the uh, Division One level and at lower levels, actual games beginning to kick off and, and get ready to go. And so, Jeff, when when you look at a new season, you know for you, uh, how how do you look at it? How do you anticipate it? What are the thoughts that go through your mind when you think, "Man, this is this is a new season." Yeah, well, um,
1: it. I I look at it as if if it's a new season. As I've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, I'm I'm already preparing for a new season in July mm-hmm. by asking, "What book can I read?" Sure, you know. Uh, maybe, you know, a new diet or a new workout plan, whatever that is. So um, I feel like I'm, I'm already working towards that new season way before the new season arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to let it sneak up on me. It does sometimes because, as we just said earlier, kind of life does these things to us. Um, but um, it, it doesn't have that uh, – it, it does. Like I call it that Christmas feeling, right, that Christmas mm-hmm. morning feeling. like You go out there and all the presents are there. You know, opening day and the opening scrimmage and the first time you got to put your your uniform on. After that, that has that new car smell, that Christmas feeling. Um, but I try not to let it um, sneak up on me. I guess mm-hmm. and and do some preparation. There's there's a lot more downtime, but there's there's some lot of preparation that we all should be doing. At least for me, anyway. I know I try to do um, in in those things so that way. Christmas morning doesn't surprise me. And I wake up, you know, be, being that, I'm sure we don't have any kids listening, but, you know, to be we don't want to be that parent, wake up on, on Christmas morning, go, oh my gosh, we've got to put the presents out. You know, we don't want to do that. So um, I, tr- I, try to, I try to really ramp into it. Instead of a steep incline, I really, really try to just gradually get into it a little bit better. So that way, when the new season is here, I'm still just as amped up about it. And I think to take a step further, for me, anyway, I can continue that ramp. I can go up a little bit further. Okay, we got exhibitions out of the way. Now I can ramp up a little bit into non-conference, and then I can ramp into conference, and then I can ramp into conference tournaments and so on. So that's that's the way I like to do that opposed to uh, let it be a surprise, I guess.
2: You know, Jeff, you talk about mindset all the time and, and the mental side of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, for you as an official who's now been doing this more than a handful of years. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, We we often make the joke, especially in uh, scholastic sports, whether you work junior high kids, high school, college, whatever that is. We always joke that the players stay the same age and we're always a year older Mm. every season, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's always going to be a ninth through 12th grader playing high (laughs) school basketball. You know, it's always going to be a. 18 to, well, now I guess with however many COVID years they got, maybe we got 24-year-olds out there playing college right. basketball. Yeah. I'm not sure. But Adult <laughs> leagues now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I like it. But um, what what is it mentally for you um, as you think about a new season? And I don't just mean your prep heading into the season, you know, reading books and wanting to stay mentally sharp and, you know, a neutral mindset and that kind of thing. But just as you begin to think about a season for you, What are the things that maybe you're anticipating? What are the things that um, excite you about a new season? What are the things that maybe have you a little cautious about heading into a new season at at this stage in your career?
3: Uh,
1: Physically or mentally? What are you talking about? Uh, Mentally. Mm. Well, I I can tell you this. It really goes – I think it depends where the conversations I'm having – we're just going to say 30 days days prior. Okay. Because – you know, the whole, what's the phrase, you know, know your audience, read the room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, people call me all the time. Often I have conversations with other basketball officials throughout the season, and that starts to ramp up about 30 days prior to the regular season. And now I'm starting to hear concerns and, and people talking about if it's a new rule, uh, maybe a you new know, coach or, you know, uh, you know, all these things. And that can that I believe that helps form my opinion mentally on how I'm going to go into the season. Um, and w- what what is a concern? Because you could say what you want to say about the NCAA test, even if it's all the same questions, it raises different questions a lot of times if they're worded differently, and that can bring a concern into your game. Okay, we got to make sure we talk about this, just like our uh, our NCAA meeting, um, you know. Penny Davis talked about, uh, you know, we need to be better at our, we need to be very, I'm so frustrated that I I forgot the word, the word escapes me. But, you know, our basic stuff, you know, our fundamentals, that's what it Mm -hmm. was. We got to be, we got to be fundamentally sound. And that was her key word throughout the whole meeting. And I'm thinking, okay, so now I know what I'm talking about. Mm. I know what I'm going to be speaking about and thinking about fundamentally for the next 30 days and throughout the season. So... I try not to, I try not to um, pigeonhole myself into that direction or whatever way of um, of thinking, and I got I got to see what, what what the directives are going to be, mm-hmm. and if those directives are fundamentals, okay, listen, I can do fundamentals. Mm-hmm. What can I do to be better at fundamentals? How can I help other people be fundamentally sound? Um, so the, I think those are the things that I do, and I and I just try to key off off what people, other people's concerns are, and and what our leaders and stakeholders. Are wanting for that year?
2: No, I, I like that, and you know, you brought up the idea of okay, what, how can I do the fundamentals better? But how can I help other people mm-hmm. be more fundamentally sound? And again, I think that's that's part of being uncommon. It's not just looking at ourselves. How do we make the crew better? Uh, how do we make those around us better? Uh, just out of curiosity, I, I'm assuming that that you have a large portion of your schedule now i do not oh you do not mm-hmm. so i was wrong okay so
1: yeah i have i have one league okay so there's still four you. more leagues to come out yet for me okay and so, they talk like that could be another week or two
2: sure so okay. for those of you that are in that world at that level then you kind of know about the time of uh, that we're recording mm-hmm. and Sorry uh, about that, you'll yeah. know when it comes <laughs> out no that's good um but either with the stuff that you've got or the stuff that you're gonna get um as you look at your schedule for a new season, mm-hmm. what, what are the things that you're looking for? You know, when when you look through it, are you looking at, um, well, hey, this is how I'm going to get from this game to this game? Are you looking at, oh, yeah, I get to go to that place. That's a fun place to work. Are you looking for who you're going to work with because you worked with them before? Are you looking for, oh, I've, I've, never, I've never worked with that person before? Are they new to the league? What are the things that you look for when, when you're looking at your schedule for the season?
1: All right, I want to be clear when I say this. I do not look at anything as far as partners, coaches, travel. Maybe may travel, maybe a little wiggle room there. But I don't look at any of that prior to the week of. Okay. So, whatever. So, I got a game at Penn State in February. I'm, I know I have it. I am not worried about how I'm going to get to Penn State. Mm -hmm. until uh, maybe if it's Penn State, so I might look at that two weeks ahead and say, okay, how am I going to manage this? Mm -hmm. I may fiddle with it three or four weeks to see if there's some options because obviously if I can't make the game, something's going to have to give and I want to let my coordinator know as soon as possible. But I I do not clutter my brain with how am I going to get... I I don't book hotels until the night I need a hotel. Okay, That's when I book a hotel because... I don't know if I'm going to get in the car and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm juiced. I can go four hours tonight," mm-hmm. or if I'm going to get and go. It's six inches of snow. I'm tired. I'm st- I'm staying right here. So I don't know what that's going to look like. So I am not going to. I'm a big fan. I'm not double working. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to book a hotel in November for December to come out. Come to find out, I got to rebook it in December because I got taken off that game in December or whatever. So I just don't do that. I don't clutter my brain with that. I don't clutter my brain with who I'm going to be working with. It doesn't bother me. The only thing I will look at, and that is, and I usually have that information uh, prior, is if they are a new person to the league. I typically already know that. Um, so I will, I, I don't, i maybe reach out to them. I'll probably reach out to them just prior to the season starting. Hey, congratulations. You know, look, look, I see, you know, I made it on your schedule. That's another thing too, right? We don't say you made it onto my schedule. I made it onto your schedule. Mm, I like that. You know, that's, it's a, uh, I learned that from, um, I believe mm-hmm. Lisa Maddenly, She said that first time I worked with her, she goes, hey, I see. I finally made it on your schedule. So I thought that was interesting. But um so those, I don't worry about that stuff. The, the only thing I'm worried about is really the week prior. Okay. This is what travel is going to look like. Gina, I'm leaving on on Thursday, won't be home till Monday. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it's going to work, and then I keep her posted as those go. So I, I don't I don't clutter my brain with that stuff. I, I don't know if that answered your question.
2: No, it does, and and I think it's a, a difference between somebody that works primarily Division One mm-hmm. and somebody like me that works primarily lower divisions. Yeah, uh, because for you, you're not worried about what time are you going to get off your day job, sure, in order to get to mm-hmm. wherever place. Yeah. And a lot of us that work lower levels, we're not, you know we're not worried about whether or not we have to schedule a flight. We're worried about how many hours away it is and that kind of thing. And so for me mentally, you know, I am going to go ahead and, and earmark a few of those spots where I know I've got to make a four plus hour drive. And so I'm going to be checking out that crew. So, if there's somebody near me
1: that you, I can drive with, would you do that three, four weeks prior?
2: I absolutely would. Hmm. Because a lot of the, a lot of times and for the, for what I was getting ready to say next, I apologize. Is, no, you're good. Is if there's somebody close that I may be traveling with, um, because, you know, during COVID years, we were encouraged not to travel together. Sure. Now, you know, that's been relaxed a little bit. We can, we can travel together now. If, if I've got to go to the the quad cities, for instance, uh, to go work a, a game in my D3 league, um, that's, that's a pretty good little drive for me. Mm. And if I've got somebody from 30 minutes North of me that wants to drive together, well, I'm going to go ahead and sketch that out in advance. Hey, is that, is that a, is that a game we might want to travel to together? Because it could be somebody like a a John Mariani that I know listens to our podcast. And John's a, uh, he's a sales guy. And he's got a a pretty big territory. And so if we know ahead of time that we're going to travel together, he may schedule a sales call that's nearer me. And then we're going to meet up at my place and we're going to take off. Uh, If not, I may choose to go get some of my office work done at a place up near him. And then we meet up and shoot across Haiti to get wherever we need to go. And so... I just I have found especially at, at some of the levels that I'm at that if I do that communication early it just puts everybody at ease. It's like okay we have a plan, you know. That doesn't mean the plan can't change, mm-hmm. you know. And I get the idea of not wanting to do double work uh, because uh, we can get switched. John can be taken and put on an upper level game in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know. And and then but but at least until then okay, we got a plan, we got a purpose. I definitely check my schedule to see, is there somebody new working? Mm -hmm. And um, we know a lot of times those somebody new happens mid-season. You know, somebody got hurt and went Mm -hmm. down and now they're trying to fill spots and so they're pulling somebody new in. Or... um, it, it could just be because of, of weather or other situations you put somebody new. As soon as I find out somebody new on my schedule, I try to make some contact. Um, and again, just, you know, hey, congratulations. Can't wait to work with you. If you ever have any questions or anything I can be helpful mm-hmm. with, you know, leading up to it, please let me know. Um, and I, I think that's a, a real positive. I really don't care how long you've been doing this. You know, if you've been doing it 20 years or you've been doing it two years. You got something to offer somebody new that's that's coming into your legal level.
1: Well, and even I mean, I think we all feel this way. It's nice to feel welcome. Mm-hmm. It, whether I'm twenty year veteran or a rookie, it's nice to feel welcome. Oh, yeah. So um, it is is we tend to pour that into new people. Yep. And we tend to ignore the twenty year veteran. Mm-hmm. But Everyone loves to feel welcome, so I think if we can work on that, that that'll help us, you know, in, as, as a crew dynamic there. But, yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I really hate to, as you say, push back, <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, I, I think of it as a, this, I, as I listen to you talk through your scenario, that that same work could be done a week prior than three weeks prior. You know, and, I, and I'm okay, and I think that whatever makes you feel comfortable, that works for me, and whatever makes your partners feel comfortable, that worked for me. Um, but I tend to operate on all cylinders. If I know, like yesterday, I, I didn't do well because mm-hmm. the, these plans that I had changed. Yeah, I just didn't do well, and you saw it. Sure, and you know, and I'm like, man, and and even today, I, I kind of mapped out as you say mm-hmm. to do a few things and then you know you sent me a text and then my wife called and it 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 just didn't so that's my fault mm-hmm. I I probably wouldn't feel that way if I I don't want to say just you know walking around with a you know a wreath on my head and say um, kumbaya <laughs> but I just think that the more we can get detached detached from our plan the only plan should be you know is this, this hard stuff that we got to get done. I have to be at work at seven. Mm-hmm. I have to work till at least noon today. And I have to do this basketball game at 530. Those are the three things that I have to do. Anything else in there that kind of curves that, you know, I, I think we can, we'll do better with it. You know, yesterday when, when those curveballs got thrown at me, I just, I tried. I, I was, t- you know, I even threw a curveball at you all by, by asking to lunch. You know, those were not in my plan. So I, it was doing really well. And then I think, I think I think everyone can can relate to this. The closer we get to that deadline of that plan mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't happen, that's the bigger um um problem that it causes.
2: Sure. And I want to throw out one little thing especially for our lower level officials um as we're approaching all this this is the first year, uh, we're going to talk about several new things today. You know, first one's the new season, and if that's, if that's one, number one on our agenda, then this is 1A. <laughs> all um, right. I like all it. right, I like it, I like it. We have more assigning platforms mm. that we are using this year than ever. Um, I have three different assigners that are using Blue Zebra. I have... Three different assigners that are still using Arbiter. Hmm. I now have three different assigners that are using RefQuest. I have <laughs> one assigner that's using Referee Schedule. Um, so I have four different platforms, 10 different assigners. And it is a headache. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a headache, headache, headache. And I made a mistake yesterday. Uh, I went in, I accepted a game, and literally ten seconds after I accepted it, I'm like, "Oh no, I can't!" And it wasn't because of a, a block with another game; it was because of a of a family commitment that I had. And, uh, and it's interesting because we we kind of get comfortable with how we have stuff. Like I had a routine: if I got a game from an assigner, I had an order that I would go through my list. I would go to my coc website first Mm -hmm. and I would block it first and then I would work down my D2 assigners and then I go to my D3 and then I would go to my JUCO and you know and I worked my way all the way all the way down and that was just my plan. Well with the way the new systems work that that plan's messed up a little bit because some of them I can block multiple assigners at once and so I can go in once and take care of three and some of them I have to go into each one Individually, and you know, it 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 just creates issues. And so, I I really want to encourage everybody out there, stay vigilant mm-hmm. with those. It's <laughs> so difficult, you know. You you hit yes to accept something, and now you may have ten minutes worth of work that you need to drop and do to make sure that stuff gets blocked off. Yeah. And and I say this as somebody who does not do it perfectly, so mm-hmm. I'm you know, <laughs> it, that's really important. But I will also say. That because there is so much that is new this year, the good news is is that there are a lot of under, a lot of assigners that understand that. I think they're more understanding this year than they've ever been, especially if they're one of the assigners using the new software mm. that's out. Now, the ones that have used what they've always used, okay, you should be on top of this. Like we don't, <laughs> we've been know, doing this for years. That's right. You know, just because they're doing something new should not affect us, <laughs> kind of deal. But I, I really do think um that we're seeing that from, from our signers and coordinators. I think I think it's good that we brag on them too. You mm-hmm. know, when we get the opportunity to because it, it seems like they are being as gracious as possible. But I'm sure as we move through the season that grace will diminish That's because good. we should be used to it by then.
1: Well, and it's gonna depend, right? Sure. Yeah. Listen, just as I said, when the closer we got to our deadline and then something happened, I got a little bit more frustrated. You call on a signer on November first for a game that you had a scheduling conflict on January first. Pretty easily done. Mm-hmm. You you do that on January or in February or on geez, December thirty first. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be fun. That's so right. I think, like I said, the closer we get to that deadline, the the impact is just so much greater. I think.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we we have this new season that's upon us. Um, for some of our other officials and other sports, though, we have new opportunities um, that are showing up. I just finished uh, teaching at a baseball umpire camp this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, there's something, at least for me, that is so rejuvenating and invigorating about being a part of an event like that. Number one, I just I love teaching and instructing. I, I think that's very fun, no matter what sport I get the opportunity to do that in. But... Um, there's also something about watching people take advantage of an opportunity. Um, we put, we put these people together in groups. They were doing three person, uh, baseball mechanics. We had them in groups of about six and they could choose how they wanted to rotate in and out of the game. And some people would just say, well, these three are going to work the first half of the game and these three are going to work second half of the game. And so, you know, each person got three and a half innings of either plate, third base, or first base, mm. whereas other crews, they were rotating every inning or inning in half, so they might get five people working each position by the time it was said and done. And I thought, what an amazing thing to take advantage of a new opportunity, because every field they would go and work at had a different clinician and evaluator
0: mm-hmm. at
2: it. and You've said this before. You said you can watch somebody walk onto a basketball court, and within about 30 seconds, you can tell if they can referee. Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: You know, baseball, we do the same thing. You know, within about two batters, we can tell if you can call balls and strikes. Mm -hmm. Within one play at first base, we can tell if you've got timing issues. Mm -hmm. One fly ball, we can tell if you know how to read something from third base and know whether to come in or go out. And so the more people that we saw at these different positions, it – Was more opportunities for them to get feedback, so I really thought that was awesome. But then, camps also bring about new opportunities. There were people there that were wanting to work college baseball. I walked up to one of them right then and said, "Hey, I heard that you'd like to work for me (laughs) because I just I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty upfront. I don't do the whole well. Let's keep my Let's keep my group of people I want to hire secret. Mm, You know, I'm I'm just more like to go talk to me. Hey, I'm really interested in hiring you. You know, let's talk (laughs) kind of deal. This person had had told other clinicians that they wanted to work for me in my league. They live in my footprint and all that kind of thing. I said, Hey, I hear you want to work for me and for someone else. There's another coordinator that has a similar footprint. I said, well, Hey, I've got an opportunity. I said on Thursday, I have a junior college baseball game. You come work the plate. I'll come work the bases. I'll get the opportunity to watch you work an entire game. Oh, well, 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 yeah, but, but I can't. <laughs> right. Now, they had a legitimate reason sure. for why they couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not faulting the reason that they chose not to do it. But I do think it's interesting. I think a lot of people are getting opportunities right now, especially in the baseball world. There's lots of fall baseball opportunities going on. And for people that are looking to move up, for people that are looking to do that, it's now a question of are you going to take advantage of it or are you not?
1: I think the biggest... Takeaway I get from your story is, and and we all know this, I think, but it's nice to put a story with it. You never know when the opportunity is going to come. Oh yeah, this guy or gal went to this camp just expecting to be evaluated and was going to go home, and you know, seller finish up the fall doing picking up leaves. Mm-hmm. Didn't had no idea that this opportunity could come, and. Whatever the reason is, it doesn't make a difference, but this is this is what we really need to understand and again, I'm going to go back to the book it takes what it takes and neutral thinking and and it you know there's a there's a, a study that was done and talks about it in the book if you say something out loud, it's seventy percent more chance to come true. this dude said it out loud mm-hmm. he said it out loud he made it known to everyone
2: mm-hmm.
1: So he should not have been caught off guard. If he would have been thinking like, man, if I say this out loud, I, I think there's a chance. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be prepared. Not not that you know you can't just say I'm going to drop my whole schedule. Like, I get that. But that's as soon as you said that he's, and then I knew you were going to. I could just see it all coming. I'm like, well, this is this is how it always works. This mm-hmm. is this is how it always works. I heard another story, and I'm sorry I'm getting on a tangent. No, here, dude. but I heard another story about somebody who was on the NCAA meeting. And in the NCAA meeting, if anyone listening, some of you have been part of that, uh, lately since it's been virtual, they show these video clips. I think they got 20-plus clips on there. And then, the, you know, the Penny Davis will just search through her roster that are on the call and go, Okay, um, Chad Ozy, I'd like for you to weigh in. And we're going to unmute Chad. Chad's going to see the play, and he's going to break it down for us, right? Well, one of the officials got called on, which I knew. I knew, you know, a couple of them, obviously a few of them, but one of them got called on in uh they're pretty new to Division One. And then they did really well. They got called on. So I texted this official, Hey, good job on you know, I'm texting like the next day, hey, good job on the uh you know, on the breakdown of the clip. They responded and said, It's so funny that that she called on me because I literally said, I wonder if I'll get called on. Mm-hmm. And right away, my question to this official was, did you say that out loud? She <laughs> goes, I might have. I don't know. You know, did I leave my mute off? You know, mm-hmm. what was the story, right? But that's just the way it goes. So it, and I can't express it enough. I, I just really, really can't. If you want good things to happen to you, you've got to say good things out loud. If, if you're wondering why everything bad is happening to you, because you continue to say bad things out loud or just in your head in general. So when you said that story, I'm like, oh, another example of why we don't say stupid stuff out loud. And this, this umpire you know, said something good out loud, and it came mm-hmm. true. Yep. And it can and it will if you keep saying good stuff out loud.
2: So. And, and it can happen on the flip side, too. You know, I, as a coordinator, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
2: I saw an official and I go, man, I would, I would love that umpire to work in my league. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just, I would love that umpire to work in my league, except... They live five plus hours away mm-hmm. and in the world of small college baseball that's too far to travel right. for a baseball game you know <laughs> yeah. it's not a big enough check to travel that far at all and uh and so just out of just because i i just i really wanted this person to work in my league i said man is there ever a chance that you'd be able to like do a saturday sunday you know get you a couple double headers you know four games in the league whatever And part of it is this is an official that hasn't gotten a lot of postseason opportunity and definitely has the ability. Um, And so the more leagues you work, the more exposure you get, the easier it is to to get some of that postseason opportunity and all. And I said, man, you know, is there ever a chance you would consider doing that? And the official looked at me and said, you know what? I have family that lives in Elmhurst and Mm. I have family that lives in Mm. Naperville. I said, ding, 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 we have a winner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you on good enough terms with them to go, go <laughs> yeah. spend the night, you know? Yeah. And and that official eventually said, hey, I'd, I'd give you two weekends mm-hmm. to come do that. And if I hadn't just asked the question, yeah. never would it, you know, it, it would have been so easy just for me to look at a roster and say, who's geographically in my footprint? Yep. Who could I use? And then just ignore everybody
1: else. It's always no if you don't ask. That's it's right. always no.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. Good so. Stuff. You know, I say that in that, you know, we have all of these new opportunities in front of us. Uh it's easy at the beginning of it all to take advantage of those new opportunities. As we walk through the season, sometimes the shine fades a little bit. Mm. You know, I got on the basketball court for the very first time on Tuesday. Mm. Uh and Man, the first couple times I ran up and down the court, it's like I had springs on my (laughs) shoes and I was flying up and down, you know. And by the end of the game, I was just kind of back to my normal deal. And it's not that my normal deal is wrong. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't that same spring that I had in my step at the beginning. Sure, sure. And it's the same thing when it comes to some of the opportunities of a new season. At the beginning of the season, we're all excited about watching the videos and taking the quizzes and doing all that. And, you know, the, the day they come out, we do them. And mm-hmm. about the sixth week, we're like, oh, wait, is that due today? I better hurry up and get that done. <laughs>
1: right, right.
2: You know, so so take advantage of the new opportunities that come your way. Which then brings me to the reason I got on the court for the very first time on Tuesday. Yeah. And that's because I got to work with a new official. Mm-hmm. And when I say new official, I mean... The first time they had ever hung a whistle around their neck to work a basketball game. Now, this is a young official. He's 19 years old. Uh, He's worked baseball for a little bit. Um, He had worked for a couple of years when he was younger, like 13, 14. And then uh, he just came back this year and started working summer baseball. He worked junior high baseball in the fall and uh, did a good job with it and was enjoying it. And um football too, right? Then he had yeah, just uh, did a little bit of football. So he's done some like JFL football. He's mm-hmm. done a couple of high school freshman football games. Mm-hmm. Uh gonna work some more JFL this weekend. And uh he's a he's a young official that needs to make a car payment. <laughs> because his <laughs> dad does starts. not want to make the car payment for that him. All uh, starts. Why'd it's you start not fishing? Works. I had bills. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That's right. right. And so we've been talking. It's my son, uh his name's Caleb and uh, we've been talking about this idea of, of working basketball and he was just so nervous and he's, he's seen me work baseball. He's seen me work football. He's seen me work basketball, but he's, there was something about the people being right there to be able to yell at you. Mm. You know, the fact that coaches are kind of always in your ear and, and everything that went on. And so on Tuesday, I got to go work very first basketball game with, whoever, with him ever, seventh and eighth grade girls basketball games at one of our local junior highs. And uh, it was so fun. Man, the very first time he blew the whistle, it was for out of bounds play, and I'm not sure the two players next to him heard the whistle. Right. You know, it was it was so quiet. Mm. And by <laughs> halftime, by halftime, it was strong whistle. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and what at first was so insecure began to be secure. And by the end of that seventh grade game, he was feeling pretty good. Uh, the lady that worked the table is a friend of ours, and she actually came in and gave him some feedback. He said, hey, we really need your help starting the clock. And, and uh, the eighth grade game we did, and he's like, Dad, that was a lot faster, and they're a lot bigger. Like, I like the speed of the seventh grade game better. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about how, just like in those other sports, things will eventually slow down mm-hmm. and all that. But what was fun for me was working a game with somebody working their first game Mm. now obviously i had a vested interest because it's it's my son out there on the Mm -hmm. court so i was going to be protective and and that kind of thing Uh, but he did a great job i mean there was nothing for me really to have to protect he Mm -hmm. didn't he didn't make a bad call he didn't let something go to get somebody hurt or Mm -hmm. anything like that he really did a good job uh i mean tons of mechanics things to fix um some positioning things to fix and all but you know, he and I were talking about afterwards and said, Caleb, those are all things that every single one of us had to deal with when we started. Mm -hmm. And the thing that made me so happy that I had had done this is I thought how many of us who have been doing this for a long time, how many of us have, it's been years since we've worked with somebody working their first game. Yeah. You know, what an opportunity to, Pour into somebody new. What an opportunity to encourage them, and you know. And, and I'll be honest, I, I assigned him to the game because mm-hmm. uh, I assigned for that local junior <laughs> high, and I wasn't going to assign him to work a game—not just his first game with me, but I wasn't going to assign him to work a game for his first, you know, six, seven games with somebody that I wouldn't trust to take care of. Him. Sure, but there are a ton of new officials now that are just being thrown to the wolves, mm. and it's not because the assigners trying to be mean or it isn't doing a good job. It's just because there aren't other options, you know? And I thought, man, there, none of us that work college basketball have a college basketball game going on this week, the week right. that we're recording. Yeah. You know, we just don't. And uh, I've got a I've got a college scrimmage on Saturday I'm going to go work, but this week I I haven't had anything. What would it be like if if a lot of our college officials, you know, got – got patched for our high school, if we aren't already, you know, our local high school association, and just said, you know what, give me one or two games at the beginning of the junior high season with a brand new official. Mm. Just let me go make that official feel comfortable while we're out there. And I thought, how neat. So one, it was just awesome to see a new official. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the other part of it was it was fun to get to it with her. And then you got to play a part in that too, Jeff, in helping you know, prepare him for that. Tell me just a little bit about that.
1: Well, first of all, I want to so talk about what, what you just said, how fun would it would be to work with a, a, with a new official. You know, I wonder, and you may have a more uh, idea on these numbers, but, you know, just in the state of Illinois, you know, we always talk about the, the official shortages across the country, but let's just say how many new officials are there in the state of Illinois? I don't know. Basketball referees, there may, there may only be 1,000. New officials? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say there's a thousand sure. in the state of Illinois. Now you've got to divide that thousand into the whole state. Sure. The odds of you working with a young official are pretty slim. There may there may be you know and people who listen there maybe you can let us know what the answer is to that. But what what new official in the Kankakee Bradley Bourbonnais area? How many are there? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two. Not that hard to do then. Yep. If we if we think about that, if there's two, there's two brand new officials, and there are, I'm just rounding, make it easy numbers, a hundred experienced officials in the Kankakee Bradley area, Bradley Berbene area, then everyone can work with the new officials at least once, maybe twice, and get through their whole season. Oh yeah, their whole season. It's done, mm-hmm. and then we we can we can secure what we're doing, because. I think we're 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 making this excuse of oh well I don't wanna work, you know, I don't wanna I just work boys varsity, I just do all these things. Mm-hmm. No one, no one who's started refereeing has only started at boys varsity. It's never happened. It's true. You had to start somewhere, whether yeah. it's a girls JV, girls junior high, boys freshman, something. You had to start somewhere. And there was a time where you were taking just about anything so you can get the reps so that way you would be qualified to work boys Varsity. So don't give me that excuse. Um, the other thing is, you know, as so I, I just I wonder what that's like. Mm-hmm. So to go to your question, you know, Chad's son Caleb. So actually, you know, rewind a couple of weeks, I think it mm-hmm. was. You know, Chad's like, you know, hey, Caleb's going to give you a call or a text. You know, he's 19. He's going to text me, right? He's not going to call me. That's right. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> and uh, he's going to reach out to you and see if he can sit down and just talk a little bit basketball. Yeah, no problem. Well, he does send me a message like a day or two days before I'm getting ready to head out on a 10-day fishing vacation, mm-hmm. which I brought back 100 perch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah.
2: that that's legal limit because it was 50 for him and 50 for gina that's right he did he did not break the law in case those of you are wondering
1: well yeah just so you know the law is you're allowed to bring double your daily bag limit across state lines so that's 50 for me and 50 for gina so anyway <laughs> brought back and brought home 100 I'm gonna eat those this weekend and um so i never heard back from him i'm like hey i'm gonna on vacation you know he went on to good time he was so I get back from vacation, and he texted me maybe a couple days after vacation, I think after some encouragement from you. Is that yeah. what we're going to call that? Encouragement? Yeah. Or yeah. Forcing or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, so he, uh, he he reached out to me and I said, yeah, that sounds good. I said, you know, you want to know when he was available? His first game's Tuesday. I said, let's meet, you know, for a, a breakfast, lunch on Friday before his first game. And we did do that. And um, so I may not have had a chance to work with him to help him, but – I did my best to encourage him that what he's about to do is not going to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) life-threatening, you know, because so many kids, rookies, whatever you want to call these newer officials, think that this could be the end of all everything. If I go out here and I mess up because I got, you know, 45 overweight parents yelling at me, Because they don't want to get on the floor. They just want to tell me I'm doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. That's the worst that can happen. So that is what I think that was my biggest goal for that. We talked about a lot of things and, you know, we didn't Mm -hmm. like, I didn't have to say, okay, when you blow the whistle for a violation, you raise your hand straight up in the air with your palm open. I didn't have to do those things because to me, that wasn't, that wasn't the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue was, and I think I even told him this, I said, your biggest thing that you have to worry about is blow the whistle. Just blow it, as as you know how to blow it, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. All the re- the mechanics, the ups and downs, and the offenses and the blocks and the three seconds, all that will come secondary. Yep. So, um, I, I feel like it was a good conversation. You know, cost me ten dollars. I had to buy him lunch. That's <laughs> right, man. <Jeez. laughs> you know, so yeah, he eats. Yeah, if anybody knows his son, he's definitely a, you know he's he's not short in the bicep area. So yeah, <laughs> but it was a great it was a great uh, time. And if, if no one has done that, I would encourage you to do that with, with younger officials and, and invite them to a lunch or a breakfast. And um, just remember if – and we've discussed this a little bit, and we may discuss a little bit more today. You know, our job as experienced or older generation, older officials, we're just going to have to lean into the way they communicate. Mm. If we want to really have an impact on these younger kids, we can't say – well, the only way I can help you is if you call me on the telephone and we speak for an hour.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And no kid wants to do that. Yep. You know, some may, but it's going to be a very rare instance. And the only way, if they text me, I'm not answering, you got to call me if you want my help. I, that's not going to work. That's not going to work if we're truly trying to help these younger generations, whether it's in officiating, get a job. You know, do something difficult. We They've got to know they can communicate with a way they feel comfortable communicating in order for us to help. And then we break down those barriers, and then maybe we can have a sit-down lunch or whatever.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I don't think Caleb would be upset at me sharing this. Um He came back from that conversation with you so excited. Mm. Like, he was so charged up and excited and all But it wasn't that he was excited about going to work a basketball game. Sure. One, he was excited about the new relationship he made. Yeah. You know, that was really cool. But you said something to him that changed his perspective. Because at first it had been, am I going to get everything right at the basketball game? Mm. But you shared something with him along the lines of, think how good this is going to be for learning to make decisions in life.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. Learning to handle stressful situations in life. So it wasn't about basketball mm-hmm. it was now about everything he wants to do in life mm-hmm. you yeah. know and those of us that officiate we get that yeah. right mm-hmm. I mean if, if you can handle a coach screaming in your ear on a football sideline because he's losing his mind that his left guard keeps false starting but mm-hmm. it obviously has to be our fault <laughs> you know well then you can learn to tune out when people are silly at work mm-hmm. yeah you know, right. I mean you just can you know mm-hmm. you learn the difference between okay this is somebody that's just not making sense right now and this is a concern I really need to listen to mm-hmm. you know it helps us so much in life and so uh, I thought that was I thought that was really key I think it would be so cool if we were actively pursuing not just waiting for it to fall in our lap but actively pursuing who are those new officials around us and how can we help them and so maybe it means you're calling your local high school or junior high assigner maybe it's your, if you're a baseball umpire, Calling your local travel ball assigner. You know, who's somebody that worked a bunch of games for them th- this last year doing seven U, eight U baseball? <laughs> yeah. So they've not worked real baseball yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you can pour into them a little bit during this training season. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's gotta be a way near where you are to find out somebody that's new. And whether it's actually getting on a court or a field with them, or whether it's like you said, taking them out to breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, or including them in a study group. Yeah um sharing videos with them whatever it might be looking for a way to encourage we've all talked about the problem the problem is we don't have enough officials right well we need to be part of the solution Mm -hmm. and part of the solution is we know that most officials will quit within three years of starting
1: yeah that's That's, a proven stat
2: national Mm -hmm. proven stat Mm -hmm. most officials don't make it past three years so when I say newer officials, we need to be looking for officials in that first three-year bubble. Yeah. And how do we get them to year four? Because mm. if we can get them to year four, we're probably going to get them to year 14 yeah. and year 24. I think that would be cool. Which brings me to my last new... Wait. For, yeah,
1: go ahead. I, I want to ask, was there a time in your year one through three you thought, eh, is this for me?
2: Um, there was a time in my year one through three... Where I asked is high school sports for me, mm. but not if officiating was for me.
1: So you knew this was something you wanted to do.
2: I did. Now, part of that was because of <clears throat> my need at the time. I mean, this was a job that allowed me to set my schedule so I could still do my my regular job. And it provided the income I needed for my family. Um, so there really hadn't been much of a thought from the beginning of, well, I'm going to try this for a second and bail on it if it doesn't. Um but I think my personality, my drive, all that matches really well with this. Mm. But not everybody is going to be just that click.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, I mean, there's going to be some people that are somewhere in the middle. And I think those are the ones that we have to have that connection and communication with.
1: Yeah. So I have to say this. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know a younger official right so this is this is your opportunity because I don't know that I ever experienced a one through three am I gonna quit mm-hmm. thing I may have, but it's been so long I don't know if I did, but I can tell you this officiating has changed my life
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's changed the way I, I handle my day-to-day business. It changes the way I think. It changes. It, it's made me so... You know, I probably sound like an idiot when I say this, but it's made me so much smarter than any school activity has done. It's it's made me um, dealing with people and, and, and building relationships way better than I ever thought I would be at. You know, I... I when I was in school, I didn't like reading. I didn't like reading books. Now I'm talking about how come you're not reading a book? Yep. That that wasn't because, you know, my wife told me to read a book. It's because of officiating and what it has done for me. And it's drawn me towards just being better.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just drawn me to be better to the community, to the people around me, to my my family members and my friends. That's what it's done for me. And listen, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was no saint in high school or even the first probably five years out of high school. So if it wasn't for officiating, I'm going to say it. I don't know where I'd be. I
2: don't
1: know what I could be laying in a curb somewhere begging with the coffee can out, begging for money. Could could very well do that. So that's why it's so important that we do get these people through that third year. Mm -hmm. Because whether they're any good or not, It has the potential of changing their life.
2: I I agree. And it it ties into what we're talking about with our last new of the day. You know, we talked about this idea there's a new season out there for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. New opportunities. A lot of people that are now in their training season are either uh, just completing their fall camps, they're in the middle of fall baseball, that kind of thing. You know, it's fun watching life through the lens of a new official. Mm -hmm. That was really fun for me. Um, but it's a reminder, whether we're in the, the training season or we're in you know, our, our new season that we're heading into, there are new relationships that are sitting out there in front of us. Mm-hmm. The question is, are, are we going to take hold of them? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so easy sometimes to just enjoy the relationships we already have. You know, um, yeah. it, it just is. It's, it's real funny. You know, Je- Jeff and I spend a lot of time together and, you know, do a lot of stuff together. But when we go to our local high school association meetings, you rarely see us sitting by each other. Right. Mm-hmm. We're almost always connecting with people there that we don't because we get the opportunity to connect with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's always those people that come in and sit with the same people every time. Oh, yeah. And have Mm -hmm. the same conversations Mm -hmm. with the same people sitting in the same huddle, Yep. you know, the whole time. You know, my encouragement to you this this season of of your year, whether it's your training season, whether it's your you're heading into a basketball season, whatever it is, is look for new relationships. You know, if you walk into a room and you walk into a locker room and one of your partners is somebody that you've worked with the last 15 years and you love getting to work together. And the other one is the first time you ever worked with them before go greet the new one before you greet the one you've, you've (laughs) known forever instead of walking in, giving that person a big old hug. Oh man, it's so great to see you and then turn and you stick out your hand coldly and go, Oh, well my name's Chad. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, make that connection first because that person may be the person that you want to hug and all a year from now. And,
1: you know, when we go to those meetings, we, I think, you know, let's whatever. We, we have this authentic greeting with a newer official. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you get up and do a five, ten-minute presentation. And, and I know that I've developed some relationships through these meetings, but not like, not how you just described. Mm-hmm. You know how it's happened? Because this 19-year-old official who sits in the room, and going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm intimidated by Chad or Jeff or whoever's up there speaking and I don't know what I'm doing. But you leave and then you go home and you look and you see your phone go off and it's a Snapchat invite from 19-year-old referee. Mm-hmm. And you go, I ain't doing that. This, this may not be the only way you communicate, but it may at minimum open up the door.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? or a Facebook message or an Instagram, you know, I want to follow, you know, all those kind of things. And we, we're all guilty of it. I, I talk to some of my friends and like, yeah, I don't want to be friends with so-and-so on Facebook because of their, the, what they post or what they don't post or what they like or what they don't like. And I get all that. But when that new, that new person tries to at least stick their toe in the water you can't expect them to try and, and just say, okay, I'm just going gonna, gonna to go over and knock on Jeff's door and say, hey, Jeff, can we talk basketball? That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not. So every little thing like that, whether Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, you know, even if it's a text, we have to embrace that new way of communication that these people are doing, that these young people, I'm sorry, these young officials are, are communicating, and we got we to gotta say, okay, I'll let you in. And then find that medium ground. You know, I, I've, you know, as you said, with your son, we you know we kind of develop a, a friendship, you know, hopefully
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've yet to talk on the phone. Yep. We've texted. I shared a couple of YouTube videos with him, some Instagram stories, you know, those kind of things And I've never once called him up as, okay, you know, Caleb, let's, what are we going to talk about today? That just hasn't happened because. Eventually, it may come to that where we can meet in that middle, but I have to, as I said before, lean into the way they're doing things so they stay involved.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm one of the most extroverted people on the planet. I mean, I just really am. You know, you do your, your Myers-Briggs, your whatever one you want to do. I mean, I am off the charts. <laughs> I, am, I am recharged by being around other people. I, I even do better just doing my office work in the middle of Starbucks with people talking and noise all around me mm-hmm. just because I charge up being around people. Mm-hmm. But I know what it's like to walk into a room of people I don't know. And if if nobody is welcoming and greeting, I feel so uncomfortable the entire time I'm there, I'm not getting a whole lot out of the meeting. Mm. and And that comes from an extreme extrovert. So now... Let's take somebody, maybe there's somebody my age, but they're an introvert. Yeah. But but they want to do this officiating thing. And they walk into a meeting and they don't get greeted. Or they go to work a game and the person that's working with them doesn't do a good job of engaging with them or whatever. That That's going to be crushing to them. You take it to a younger generation like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff and I together had lunch with Caleb yesterday just kind of picking his brain about how the game went on Tuesday and what it was like. And, and we just started asking some questions in, in preparation for some future podcasts too, about, you know, what does communication with a younger generation look like? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that would scare them most about doing this? And, and Caleb just flat out said like communicating, like communicating period. <laughs> he didn't mean like getting up and talking in front of the room. Yeah. He meant just opening their mouth and talking to mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. Like that was like, Scary mm-hmm. to a vast majority of his peers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's scary for Caleb, and yet he, he's pretty accomplished when it comes to communication, one-on-one communication. Yeah. I mean, he can carry a conversation; he can mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. He doesn't have to be staring at his phone to communicate right. with you. Um, but even for somebody like him that that has those skills, it's still uncomfortable. Yeah, he,
1: he's self-admitting that he he feels like he's above average at that, mm-hmm. and he still struggles with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we look at these new relationships this year, um, there's going to be new coaches walking the sidelines. That's a new relationship opportunity. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a professional relationship, but it's a new relationship opportunity we need to take advantage of. There are new coordinators in leagues. We need to take advantage of those new conversations, uh, new, new relationships. There are new partners you're going to have. There's going to be new players on the court, mm-hmm. new players on the field. For those of us in our training season, we need to be looking for where are schools that I can go see pitches this offseason. Mm-hmm. Where can I go this January and, and, and watch pitches? And so if there's a, a new coach at the local high school or somebody at the local college, I need to be communicating with them and saying, hey, can, can I get in and do this and begin building those relationships? Because uh, ultimately... Um, we're gonna find success in life, not through how many postseasons we worked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not through how big the check was mm-hmm. that we got from working the game. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna find success in life through the relationships that we have. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, and I can't I can't agree with you anymore. It I can't tell how many weddings I've been to that I've met because of officiating. Mm-hmm. That that was the, the relationship and the friendship that I had, and then now I'm going to their wedding. So, um, I haven't been to—I don't think I've been to zero. I've been, I think I've been to zero of my classmates' weddings.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Zero. So we 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 got to understand that those relationships and friendships that we develop as we become adults are going to be the long-lasting ones. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to have your same. Childhood friends that you have out there—I—I might I have one or two childhood friends mm-hmm. that I still t- communicate. Don't you know? We don't have get out on the weekends together, but it's—it's it's just one or two. And I went to a small school, so very easily I know many of my classmates that are still very close to all of their friends, and I mm-hmm. got their own Facebook group and all those things. But I, I don't think—I um, don't think you can develop. And mature in a way by just sticking with your same old friends that you had back in. I'm going to say it, 1986 when I graduated. That's right, I'm 54. Well, 1986 when I graduated, I just have those same friends, and we. I did that. I created those as I become an adult. So,
2: yeah, no, that's that's good, Jeff. Well, hopefully, this has been helpful to you as you've been making your drive to your game or your scrimmage or work or. Play wherever you're going right now. It's game time. Uh, That's right. (laughs) And uh, for those of you that are hitting the court, uh, I hope that you have a safe and healthy season and a great start to everything that is new in front of you. Mm -hmm. To those of you coming off your summer baseball and your fall work and getting ready for the training season, I hope that your new workout regime is great. I hope your new diet plan is Mm -hmm. set and ready to go. And uh, most of all, I hope that you continue to cultivate new relationships uh, with those that you've already worked with, with those new officials around us, because uh, that's uncommon. It's not the norm. And I think it's going to make us a success in life, and it's going to help us leave a legacy. Talk to you all soon. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating.